Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your main man, Just GQ here, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I apologize if the acoustics sound a little different, and you're welcome if they sound a little better, but I call myself trying to do a little home decor uh, feng shui rearrangement, and so moved my um, mic and computer setup out of my office and into the master bedroom, so uh, there's a little bit more room probably a little bit uh, more room for the sound to bounce off of, you know, uh, sound waves and whatnot. But anywho, welcome. Happy National Bowtie Day to everybody. Um, this day is near and dear to me. For those of you who know me outside of the Travel Guys know that I used to own a company called Debonair that produced uh, bow ties, neckties, pocket squares, lapel pins, uh, men's and women's tees, the whole nine. It was very dope um, while it lasted. <laughs> R.I.P. But um, actually, we might bring it back. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. However, uh, National Bow Tie Day was a huge day for for us as we're on a um, on a quest to make the bow tie cool to another generation, which I think we were successful in. But neither here nor there. Uh, Labor Day is coming up. So this is the, I know a lot of you all are counting down uh, the days. This is a bit of a, um, I was going to say a 72-hour work week, which sounds awful, but a, <laughs> but a three-day work week for a lot of uh, people who are taking off for the holiday a little early, um, myself included. Um, but I want to make sure that you all, I want to wish you all a safe, safe travels for Labor Day. Make sure that you are practicing uh, common sense wherever you go. And if you're relaxing, that's great too. You know, nothing better than uh, to have nothing on the agenda um, or, you know, you can take care of things around the house. Do whatever you do. You know, either way, your relaxation is for you. I personally will be going to the Cayman Islands, uh, which I'm excited about. As you all know, I am really bad about beach vacations, but I wanted to go somewhere uh, away from the uh continental u.s and i wanted to go there for not a lot of money so <laughs> that limited the the list um a bit and so the caymans the caymans went out plus southwest flies there and y'all know i love southwest um however this was an interesting situation because oh this is going to be a solo episode by the way so for those of you who were waiting for me to introduce a guest it's me um <laughs> uh, anyways the uh, Cayman Islands is one of those, you know, I, I think a lot of times, especially people who have traveled uh, intercontinental, there's a certain amount of, I don't want to say arrogance, but there's definitely like, uh, you can be a travel snob a bit to places where carnival cruise ships go, let's say, you know, so, but I think that, um, you know, and a lot of these for, for those fortunate enough to, to take like, you know, family vacations at a young era when we were young um you know cruises and those little island vacations seem very like accessible um and so i think that there's an opportunity to redo some of those if you've done them before i have personally not been to the cayman islands um however i thought that i had been uh, just because it seemed so Low key. And a lot of people are not sure where the Cayman Islands are, uh, but it sits between Jamaica and Cuba. So, just for just for point of reference, it's 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 close. Um, however, I knew nothing about it, so this was one of those trips where I just picked a destination first and then had to go back and research. And so that was why I didn't even know. For some reason, I thought that they were a uh, a U.S. territory or U.S. Um, I'm blanking on. 
the proper terminology to use, but that they were um, affiliated with the United States and they are actually affiliated with the United Kingdom. So uh, we lose on the currency exchange there, which is valuable information to have, uh, especially when uh, you're traveling and accustomed to winning on the um, on the currency exchange. However, should be a great trip. You know, new adventure. It'll be a fun situation. So definitely looking forward to it. Um, with beach vacations, one thing that typically comes up is how are you going to look on the beach? <laughs> and I feel like that touched a lot of people on a spiritual level. However, uh, for myself, you all know I have been recovering from knee surgery. Um, and it's it's a big day. Uh Wednesday morning, I'm going after one of my post-surgery goals, which was I wanted to be able to run a mile without stopping um, two months after surgery. So we'll be to knocking that out, hopefully. Um, and then my other one, I wanted to get, I, I'm, I hope a little bit, and so I wanted to be back above the rim before Thanksgiving. I have not attempted to jump at all, for real, like in any type of serious capacity in relation to basketball. And so I'm not sure what that's going to look like or how realistic that is. But I'm hoping that I don't have to be a flamingo for the rest of my life. So we'll see. We'll see more uh, more to report there in, in short. But anyways, getting back into a workout swing, this is something that I was a bit concerned about after uh, after booking the the Cayman Island trip. So um, while I think that it is it can be difficult uh, to be all the way honest, I personally suffer from uh, two steps forward, one step back with the with the diet because I like cookies, donuts, and cinnamon toast crunch cereal, and none of those help. <laughs> so I can I can usually uh, mitigate the damage that's done from a um, from like a brunch. Like I typically eat like a peasant during the week, so then I can eat like a king on the weekends. And uh, what that basically means is I will eat oatmeal and salad and tuna uh, during the week uh, with like you know chicken, some type of chicken or fish and veggies. And since I was vegetarian, some, a lot of those, I could sub in a veggie meal uh, in there as well, which which helps considerably. Um, and then on the weekends, I will eat everything that I can get my hands on. So I will, I'm a two, I'm a double entree cat at brunches, uh, and then I'm probably going to have a snack on me as well. Um, Chicago has a bunch of festivals, so there was a fruit, food truck fest that had a churro sandwich. I'm going to pause for dramatic effect. A churro sandwich with two churro buns with vanilla ice cream on the on the inside. Do you know what type of joy that brings people? Like, that is God. Okay? And, that, and it's just, I just, I can't articulate how happy that made me on the inside. <laughs> when I saw when I saw this as I was walking down, accompanied by funnel cakes, and I mean it's just a lot of things. There's a lot of temptation here, and sometimes I can't resist. And on the weekends, I just say yes. You know, the the weekend is the time for yes. So I say all that to say, with having a a a focus on looking a certain way for vacation, um, I wanted to provide uh, a type of plan or 
um, suggestion for you all who are who have more willpower than I do. A few years ago, actually, it's been more than a few years ago <laughs> at this point, but um, I participated in or competed in a physique com- competition. And so, one those things, one thing that that does is it, it makes you get really, really tight on your diet uh, because you are manipulating. I mean, you're trying to see a, a an extra vein in your arm or in your chest. Um, and so in order to do that, you know, you need to man- manipulate your water and tank by X and you need to drink a glass of wine here. And it's just very meticulous. So it teaches you a lot about your body uh, beyond the, the the vain aspects of just like looking a certain way or not in vain, the aesthetic aspects of looking a certain way. It just deepens your understanding of self, which is which is important. Anyways, so when, as I was um, doing that, one of the lessons that I learned was was just that was the importance of diet and the importance of of workout and that and that combination. So for those, I'm going to break those down, break that down into three very key steps for you to follow if you are trying to break the internet over the uh, well Labor Day is too late, but. <laughs> Over the next holiday or next trip that uh, that you take. So first, and these may seem like broad buckets, but I will break them down. The first is water. Water intake is key, and water helps to keep you hydrated, helps to clean out your system, and make sure everything is is flowing properly. And three, it is it can serve as an appetite depressant uh, and really just like another option to doing something bad. There are you could drink. I personally, I am a. I need like a large vessel of to hold the water. So like a liter. Uh, I used to do a gallon before I was working in an office and would be at the risk of severe judgment if I was walking around with a, uh, a looking country with a with a gallon of water uh, or jug <laughs> of water. And, but just making sure that you are constantly drinking throughout the day will just make you feel better. I believe it helps your skin and hair and nails and whatnot. I don't know. I don't really care about that stuff, but, um, you know, I know that it keeps you hydrated and it satisfies those, uh, aforementioned, um, benefits. Additionally, cut out the, and this is in the same, same step, cut out like all sugary drinks. So I think coffees and teas, cool, but no sugar, no milk, like just like I drink, it's it's convenient for me because I drink my coffee black and I only drink green tea. Uh, but just cutting out all the extra, like that's where the that's where the bad stuff is. So you cut that out, you're good. You can still have your caffeine, uh, I believe. Number two, food: lean meats, veggies, fruits, whole grains. That's it. Lean meats are chicken, fish, turkey. You all know what vegetables are. You all know what fruits are. You know what whole grains are. You can have quinoa. You can have brown rice. You can have uh, wheat bread in moderation. But these are these are like this is all that you need to be you need to be eating. I struggle. I train for a little bit. I struggle with um, you know. I know that this stuff works. Um, and so when people would come to the gym and um, you know we're working out, I'm obviously seeing them work out and I've put them on a on a diet. Um, and then they come in heavier. I'm like, you're not following what I'm telling you to do. And they're like, no, no, I am. It's just not working. That used to steam me up because I, because it's like, we know, and I don't mean to sound insensitive here. However, using my, uh, 
example earlier with eating like a peasant during the week and then a king during the week. And this is leading up to a beach vacation. This is a very apples to apples comparison here from a scenario standpoint. I know when I take the first bite out of that warm, sugary with just a hint of cinnamon churro sandwich, that this is something that I should not be doing. Especially with the goals that I have in mind. If I want to achieve the goals that I have in mind. Okay. This is something, this is not conducive to that. It's very simple. When we go awry in our diet, I'm not saying that you can't live your life and enjoy and whatnot, but just know that like there is some sacrifice. You can't like, don't complain about X if you're not doing Y and Z to solve that. That is the way I feel like the disconnect comes in. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen multiple people, men and women, drop a hundred pounds, eighty pounds, fifty pounds. I've dropped personally dropped twenty pounds three different times in life. So like I know that when you are supremely motivated and you know being and being very strict, like you it can happen like honestly very very quickly and steadily. Um but we like what we like, and that's what, and and it, they taste good. That's why we eat them. <laughs> so I totally, I totally get it. Um, but it's a cut, right? So like, it's not. It, I personally, I'm, I'm a big advocate of lifestyle changes. However, if it's a cut and you're trying to do a quick drop for, you know, for a vacation, you could do this for four weeks, and I think that. One, two, one or two things can happen. One, you do the cut. You can drop the weight, look the way you want to look for the allotted amount of time, call it a week. And then you could, you, I mean, you could eat yourself back to where you were before on, on vacation. In reality, you know, if you indulge in the, in the foreign cuisine or, or in the, uh, in the food where you are traveling. Two, you could really dig the way that you're looking. And it could spark a lifestyle change, which I uh, think is a very plausible situation, especially when you're getting encouraged by others uh, to continue. So hopefully that's what that's what occurs. Thirdly, the uh, workout portion, I, I personally think running core and you should be good at a bare minimum. Now, if you are an advanced or, or if you have, I hate when people go in the gym and they don't know what they're doing. Um, I think that you should, I think that's a great way to hurt yourself. So I think taking the time to learn, not on Instagram or on um, YouTube is actually not too bad because they actually um, can walk you through some stuff. But I think you need someone to monitor um, your form when you're, when you're just learning movements because once you get your form down, that's when you're weight skyrockets because you have the proper frame and proper form to support going up in weight and you don't run the risk of hurting your back, hurting your shoulder. I mean, dropping a weight on your neck like that. Like these are, these are real things that can happen when you don't know what you're doing in the, uh, in the gym. So I, I mean, I personally, you all know I'm a very frugal individual. However, I think it would be a very smart investment if we're, if lifting is something that you want to get into to, uh, to shell out a few shekels for, um, 
for a couple of training sessions just to get your form right and understand basic compound movements as well as some of the auxiliary lifts that you will be doing on a, on a regular basis. I think that you should uh, lift to your aptitude. So if that is something that you know, uh, you, you can incorporate that as well. However, especially as you are leading up to keeping in mind that this is for a vacation, if you are eating right, you are drinking your fluids. If you are running and doing and hitting core, you will that will that will help you get to your goal. Additionally, you know, push-ups are always um, an option, as well as there are bands uh, that can give resistance, but not at the risk of hurting yourself. So that those are where that's where i mean i and i love bands i usually take them on uh on vacation with me because i never know if i can trust the uh, the hotel gym so i i will use them for resistance on push-ups and pull-aparts and hit shoulders ribbon back real quick like it, it's a very it's, it's actually a, a dope travel hack to to take a band with you for like a, a pre for for a workout substitute or let's be real like a pre bunt a pre-beach pump um Judges me not, but there they are. Those are the three the three key buckets we'll call them that you need to focus on uh, when you're leading up to your uh, to your vacation to your beach vacation, so you can get right. Hashtag get right. If you have any questions, I mean, as always, feel free to slide in the DM at GQ50 at the Travel Guides. Uh, I'm happy to help the way I can or any way I can. But don't be coming in there asking me 75 questions, okay? If you have a clarifying question, <laughs> I'm happy to do that. Uh, however, don't be trying to supplement your personal training information uh, through me as opposed to paying somebody else. I get it. Master Finesse over here, so I understand. Anyways, uh, I'm half joking, but only half. So that does it for that. I want to take a couple questions. There were um, I appreciate the people who sent questions and these are just literally two uh well three two we'll see we'll see but there were there were more so we'll save them for if i don't get to your question on this episode we will uh, uh try to do that on the next solo episode so the first question was about currency exchange what is the best method to go about exchanging money when traveling abroad now this is something that i have had to it's been an educational process for me i can be a last minute type of cat, especially because I have um, a certain level of comfort in traveling abroad. That being said, I also don't like wasting money <laughs> or or overpaying for things. And so when I was asked this question or when I have been asked this question in the past, if you can plan properly, your best method is to go to your bank. If you go to your bank and you let them know you've budgeted out how much free money that or how many um, how much. Uh, play money, we'll call it, that you you will need for uh, once your hotel is paid for, once your you know flights paid for, and all that stuff. The money that you will actually be like dulling out to do activities and to buy things and meals and whatnot when you're over there, you can go to them and say, "Hey, I need a thousand dollars in in this, or I need five hundred dollars in in this type of currency." And what that does, while they're not going to skimp on the um, on the currency or on the on the exchange rate for you, because they need that, and we know that exchange rates can vary day to day. So I, that would be the first step: would be to be monitoring what the euro is doing, what the pound is doing, etc. 
so you can make sure that you're getting the best deal possible. So that's number one. Monitor the exchange rates leading up to this time. Going back to the bank thing for number two, go to your bank so that you can just receive the currency from them. Uh, It does take, I believe, three to five business days in order to get that currency. So plan for that. But what that does is that can help you avoid those arbitrary fees that you may incur once you, if you try to exchange, once you land on foreign soil. Um, And the airport is the worst place to try and exchange currency, especially if you don't speak the language, because there's always a risk of being taken. Always. And I don't mean that in a Liam Neeson sense. I mean that in like getting being scammed. So literally, buyer beware there. However, to provide a contrary point of view on this, I have likened currency exchange and trying to find the best rate for a currency exchange to finding gas for a car. Imagine, come on this journey with me. If <laughs> Imagine you are on a road trip, and I believe this will resonate with, with a lot of people, but let's say that you are on a road trip and your gas light comes on. Legend has it. I've never taken the time to look this up or research this, but that you have 15 miles from the time your low fuel light comes on to when your car will run out of gas. People will see a gas that gas station A that has gas for two seventy nine, and they'll drive past it because they think that there's a better deal up there waiting for them. Um, it could be some relational uh, parallels here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry if that hit anybody in like in the heartstrings, but they will drive past two se- gas station A who has gas for two seventy nine, thinking that they will find cheaper gas, and then they don't. It gets more expensive as they drive for miles and miles and miles. Keeping in mind, you have fifteen miles. People will almost run out of gas to save twenty cents. 10 cents on uh, on their gas tank when in actuality on a 13 gallon tank that is only saving you a dollar 30 to 260 which is nothing so is it worth you potentially running out of gas and having to push your car <laughs> or call someone or to to come and service your car where that's going to be in order to uh, to tow you anywhere is going to be like 70 bucks no it's not you should just stop pay the dollar 30 surcharge which is not even close to what you would pay if you were going to not your ATM, not your bank's ATM, and just continue about your day. So that's kind of how I feel about currency exchanges. You we, people go, people will be broke, running around trying to find this minuscule difference when um, you know these these exchange places are just trying to squeeze you. So it's like you know, plan accordingly. The the true the true hack would be just to get. A, a credit card with no trans, no foreign transaction fees, and then you're getting points as well. And and if you when you're going with people who have money, you can be their bank because they don't want to have to pay the extra on top. And so if you are winning in the currency exchange, you can lay your card down and they can pay you. And then currency exchange for free. Message. So that's a message. Put a message on that. The next question has to do with, and I kind of spoke to this earlier, but it's always, it's interesting to me when people think that um, we don't have to research 
anything. Like we haven't been to all 195, 196 countries. Um, you know, so there are new places to go. And even when you take it out of uh, countries and look at cities and states and whatnot, like we have not been to all of these. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. The question was, do we ever have to research where we're going? And the answer is simply yes. I don't think that you should ever be too proud to ask someone who knows more than you, <laughs> you know, especially if they're from there about a place like where should I go or what should I do? That's how you get the best stuff. That's how you get the best, know the best spots and know what to eat. And, you know, a secret festival that's going on or I don't know anything local that's going on. Like you need someone who has greater knowledge about that place than you. Um, and that's just like a, 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 a mantra to take in life. Like what's, the, what's the saying? If you are the smartest person in the room, you need to find another room, you know? And that's how, I like to look at pretty much everything. Um, you know, it's just like there, you can learn something from everyone. It just depends on how hard you try. Um, that's my personal opinion. So, I mean, the Caymans is a great, uh, is a great example. I didn't know anything. So I had to research and teach myself, um, in looking at going to Egypt and Morocco over the Thanksgiving holiday. I I've always wanted to go to Egypt, but I don't know anything about Egypt for real, you know, past Cleopatra. That's about it. <laughs> and that, that's a bit of hyperbole because, you know, I understand the history and whatnot, but, uh, there are several people who have been to Egypt th- that I'm friends with before I'm going. So I absolutely hit them up and was like, yo, how many days do I need in Cairo? How many days do I need in Luxor? What do I need to do? How do I get there? What's the best split between Egypt and Morocco? Understanding that I want to have two whole experiences in both countries and don't want to feel like I have to go back in order to finish seeing them. You know, if I want to go back because I enjoy them, then that's another story. But I don't want to feel like that's a very incomplete feeling and it kind of sucks. And when you go to a place and you feel like you didn't get to spend enough time there. And so you have to go back because you didn't really get a full insert country here experience. So that's something that I always try to avoid. So I think it's just good practice to seek out people who know more than you so that you can then receive that knowledge act on that knowledge and then pass it on just my personal uh understanding but yeah we absolutely have to ask people for recommendations i'm always accepting recommendations as much as i'm giving them out i I, I better be getting some (laughs) you know back back in return so yes one thing that i've thought about thank you for those questions as well um separately speaking to the the reco conversation, the reco piece, um, you know, and you all are always, I always love it when people are saying, Hey, I'm going here. Like, can you, where, where should I go here? And most of the times we have an episode, so I just shoot them a link. But other times if we don't, it's like, go here, 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 do this, this, this. Um, and so I love those. So please keep, keep those coming. But one thing that I I think would be helpful is, and I kind of do this unofficially now is if we had like a local try, like a local travel guide. So like if people were, um, shout out to Mandy. Um, I, had one of my one of my friends ask me where to eat in Charlotte and I have been to Charlotte but Charlotte I I I didn't take any notes on Charlotte I went to Charlotte like almost seven years ago so like I didn't really know and I also didn't spend that much time there but 
I have a friend there. And so I reached out to her and asked her, Hey, you know, what's, what's, where are the spots? And then she sent me a very comprehensive list. <laughs> they actually had restaurant week going on. And so I was able to forward that on. That may be something to keep in mind. It's just, and I'm thinking out loud here, but like having a local travel guide or having a bank of people, if you would be interested in that, please reach out to me. That would just be kind of hot, you know, if, when people are uh, looking to go places to put them in contact with someone. In looking to the future, um, I will be heading to Audacity Fest in Oakland next weekend. Shout out to the Nomadness Tribe, uh, Evie and crew. Uh, we, they had a, we went to the uh, Nomadness conference last year in New York, and that was really a great point in travel guys history, we'll call it. Um, just being able to meet with a lot of similar, a lot of like-minded individuals who have a deep affinity for travel and who are seeking to share that knowledge amongst the community. It's just a very rich event. So if you are out there, definitely holler at me. I will be out there for the weekend um, and it'll be, it should be a dope experience. It's always nice to see um, people for the second year because um, they are not strangers to you anymore. (laughs) Uh, but that's very real. So I uh, we got this done in under 30 minutes. But, uh, you know, very happy Labor Day to you all. Please take the time off and leverage Labor Day for what it was meant. As always, please subscribe to the podcast if you have not. We're available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Additionally, please follow us on social media, on Instagram specifically, at The Travel Guys, at GQ50, and at YESSUR07 for International P. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for another episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.